Hey, Grandpa, what's that? Oh, don't touch that. That's everything all the time. Careful, it bites. time episode 22 uh it's been a long break i think the last time we recorded an episode was in may uh i moved and i went on a trip did a lot of stuff so it's been kind of a long hiatus but now we are back and i have with me today alex so welcome to the podcast hi it's not your first time no but we can pretend it is that's okay (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah so th- i don't know it's kind of a it's kind of weird getting back in the groove of this because it really is and it's fucking hot too so my brain's it's a little terrible. my brain's a little flustered i don't know where we're all listening from it's is gonna be like 90 for the next eight million years in san diego mm-hmm. so we're having to deal with the uh the humid hot annoying fucking weather so i'm just sitting around sweating for no reason same you're born you were born in san diego right I was. Okay. And you've been dealing with this all well, your life. I grew up by the beach. So the beach, it's like, you know, good 15 degrees cooler. Sure. It feels like. Foggy, of, foggy, uh, foggier summers, maybe. But living out in East County, it's terrible. Like, if we didn't have AC, fuck that shit. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have. I, I have not had the, uh, the lovely privilege of having AC. Do you have AC at home? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, you're stoked then. Yeah. It's like 73 in our house all the time. Fuck, that sounds really <laughs> nice. I'm like sitting in front of a fan for like 24 hours a day. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, that's, yeah, I don't know. Have, do you feel like the summers, I mean, we, we deal with like weather changes and stuff a lot, like as in it, like as the seasons have changed. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's hotter in San Diego than it used to be? Do you feel like you, have you noticed a big change? I feel like it's hotter longer. Like, we used to have a lot more rain, I feel like. So, yeah, just le- less rain. But, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this year, even, like, in February, it was, like, in the high 80s sure, for, like, so, a good week. Sure, but, I mean, like, you feel like when you were younger, you still experienced these, like, kind of hot, really hot summers? Oh, yeah, the summer was always hot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's easy. Okay. It feels hotter than it used to be, but back then I was a kid, so nothing really fucking mattered. But, right. like, now it's, like, I experience it okay. on, like, another mm. level. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, my boobs sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel, I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like as people grow older, their levels of tolerance, be not, not necessarily get less. They just change. For so sure. like shit that you used to not tolerate, maybe you can deal with a little bit more. And then there's other things that oh, you yeah. used to be able to just like, oh, you're like, oh, whatever. Summer's hot, whatever. And then like somebody like, I can't fucking take this anymore. Yeah. I, I, I can't do this, you know? So I feel like it, it, I feel like as I've gotten older, I feel like my, I feel like my, my level of tolerance has changed and it's not, it's not necessarily shorter. It's just different things bother me more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. <clears throat> I like to, I like to complain about a lot of things though. So it's okay. It's fun. I'm, I'm just, I'm a, I'm one of those Americans, except for I don't, I, I do it at home and in front of my friends, but I don't, I don't really do it on the internet though, where a lot of people go to like uh Twitter or something and like and and bitch and moan and complain all the time. Yeah. I, I actually, it was really funny the day I said something, there was, I saw some video on Facebook that was of this. It's like a cold plate. 
and they lay out cr- like they they pour cream on the plate and then they mix a bunch of shit into the cream and then it adds because the plate is cold it's sort of like cold stone ice cream where okay. it like kind of gets colder and freezes on onto this onto this plate mm-hmm. so then he sort of like mixes it up and chops it around and then kind of and then lays it out flat and then rolls it and then turns it into like these like really weird little kind of like ice cream rolls in a weird it's it's kind of hard to explain i'll have to show you the video but I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I was looking at it. I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. It sounds I, w- dumb. I was like, I, I think Cold Stone is stupid. And I thought that this was stupid too. And I was just, <laughs> I couldn't help but like, I was like, I had been, ha- I had a couple of beers and I was, I was like, I don't know, 1230 at night or something. And I was just like, if you thought Cold Stone was stupid, I'm typing on, you know, just leaving this comment saying like, if you thought Cold Stone was stupid, watch this dumb bullshit unfold before your eyes. <laughs> and like, there was some lady who left a comment on like, or replied to mine. She was just like, just let people enjoy things. <laughs> no, no. I just thought it was so ridiculous. I was like, we're better than this. It I, sounds there's ridiculous. There's a reason why ice cream has been around for as long as it has in the form that it has been in. Exactly. And it's like, we don't, what is it? And it's so, it just looks so silly to me and i was like how what is how is this better or you know how does this improve upon what ice cream already is yeah ice I don't cream's know. pretty yeah. fabulous so it is i don't uh, need to see that video later by the way no that's fine i just thought <laughs> i i just just for context i figured because i don't know if I, I don't know if i'm explaining it right but i just thought it was so stupid i was looking i was like what the fuck um so i i didn't do an intro which is normal for me but uh if you're listening for the first time uh this this show is about uh beer movies music food and pretty much anything and everything else we want to talk about uh if you couldn't tell by the beginning of this conversation so uh (laughs) getting into the 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 main segment though uh we usually start this show by talking about beer so let's talk about some beer related things also by what we're drinking at the moment so i uh i've been drinking more lagers lately Good. like a lot of people it's also you been should. it's also been hot you know so i think that that's i feel like i don't i don't stick with one type of thing but i feel like i lately i've been going towards a lot of german lagers so i've been drinking a lot of german beer and i feel like uh i had to check this out bells is a solid brewery this is called lager of the lakes uh i don't know you've had a couple sips so far i haven't tried it yet. what do you think I like it. It's nice, crisp, and refreshing. It's got a nice, um, like, doughiness to it. Okay. It's a Bohemian Pilsner, which BJCP doesn't recognize that style essentially anymore. Now it's. Um, Do you want to kind of? Can you give a little bit of like explanation behind that, like the difference between like Bohemian or? Well, pretty uh, much Bohemian Pilsner is like a Czech Pilsner, so like. Um, like Pilsner Urquell Urquell or Urquell, whatever the fuck you want to say it um, <laughs> and then like a German Pilsner would be like um, like Bitburger sure um, the difference between the two a lot of people think um, German Pilsners are a, like more bitter than Czech Pilsners but okay. Czech Pilsners actually have a higher a, or ABV IBU okay um, yeah all right, yeah, I was just kind of I know there's a lot of different types of loggers, mm-hmm. so it's always it's always interesting to see, you know, I, I feel like sometimes people just say, "Oh, this is a Hellas lager." Mm-hmm. And they just expect you to understand what that is. What that is. And I don't think that or like this is a Czech pilsner or this is a thing and there's not there's not a lot of I mean, I guess it comes down to general education for the like people who are drinking the beer. Like mm-hmm. if you're really curious, you can look it up. 
Oh, right. yeah. But, I mean, I think that it comes down to, like, a lot of people just go, oh, that's a Czech Pilsner. And you, like, shake your head. Yes. I to- yeah. I totally know what that is. <laughs> yes. Czech Pilsner. Absolutely. <laughs> Was it made in the Czech Republic? No? Okay. Mm. Well, I mean, traditionally, yes. What would you say is your favorite type of lager? Do you have a favorite style? A Czech Pilsner. Czech, a Czech. Bohemian Pilsner, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for They're people, so soft and delicate. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a different... I mean, I guess uh, the other thing to explain is that um, Pilsners and lagers are uh, sort of the same thing. A Pilsner is a type of lager. Right. So it's... I mean, the brew process is similar. Um, it's just really there's a few other... There's well, different like all lagering means is to like cold ferment. And right. So any beer that's cold fermented is essentially a lager sure and i know but i've noticed that things for example things that are referred to as lager uh-huh. or and then things that are referred to as pilsner um it not even just but no, notice the actual difference in the actual uh the like mouthfeel the bot like the actual body of the beer where a, like a lager seems more um i don't know if like thick's not the right word but like has a uh heavier mouthfeel to it in a like a heavy like more of a chewy flavor um and then like where pilsners are lighter crisper i would say more refreshing in my like the my experience with uh, well a pilsner is a lager right but i'm (laughs) 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 what i was trying to say it's i'm saying that things that are referred to in different form like for example if you drink like an eyinger just like the lager like their standard lager okay and you drink something like you drink a pilsner right next to it you can actually tell that there's a difference in uh like mouthfeel and taste and like actual well i mean like, you could say body. that about like a ipa and a stout like sure. they're both okay. ales i guess so fair enough so I, what the fuck are you saying uh, well no but you're just, you said that they're the same <laughs> no a lager oh! is a type of, of, uh, sorry a pilsner is a type of lager i know i'm just saying that it's can... a, like so lager's the house you know like we're fucking like you know there's like dogs yes yes it's like yes. they're canine whatever the fuck they're Right. scientific name is but then there's like a fucking chihuahua and a german shepherd like i, I know but it's, it's not the same as sitting there comparing a stout They're to an ipa dogs. <laughs> a fucking pilsner and a zwickle beer a german leicht beer um american lager all of these are fucking they're all the same they're all under the house of lager okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I didn't. Uh, I was I was trying to make an explanation, and you were. No, the uh, only reason why people think that like there's like this whole like pilsners and loggers and like like they're two different like. No, 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 no but no, that's it's that because, is true though. No, it's because of fucking big beer. Like your fucking um, what's that famous pilsner like um uh Coors Light, Miller High Life, and shit <laughs> like that, and all those motherfuckers. Like yeah. they're the ones that like made this whole thing that like there's pilsner it's a type of fucking lager right but do you you understand that when you refer to for example budweiser is referred to as a lager yes and then when you go to but if you drink a coors light it's referred to as a pilsner they're both lagers but that's but but my point is that when you drink german beers too Mm -hmm. old ass german beers from hundreds of years ago some are referred to as lagers and some are referred to as pilsners What's okay. the point of separate? If if they were if they're both the same, then what's the point of separating because the term? Because the pilsner's the <clears throat> type. So there's like a Dortmunder export. That's a lager. Right. Pilsner's a lager. So they're different. 
They're different loggers, but they're <laughs> no, all loggers. I, I agree with you on that part. <laughs> that was never the debate. <laughs> so when people are like, oh, like, well, because in BJCP, there's like American light logger and American logger. Those American light loggers, Budweiser or um, or Bud Light, I mean, and Coors Light. Right. And American loggers, traditional Budweiser, like Coors Banquet. Um, like, Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I <laughs> we classify those as American lawnmower lager beers. My point was saying that I've actually drank, you know, a lager Fuck. and a, a lager and a pilsner side by side, and you could tell that there's a difference between the. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, from yeah, an yeah. American lager to a German pilsner, there's a huge difference. No, but I mean, even drinking like something from Weinstefaner and drinking something from Einger, and one being referred to as pilsner and the other one being referred to as lager. Well, I mean, <clears> there's different, you or know, even like a Vienna lager well, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, know? there's yeah, different yeah. ingredients. There's different. Yeah. Uh, but for generic purposes, 99% of the time, it's some kind of two row or fucking <laughs> pilsner malt with some goddamn Saccharomyces. Pastorianus, okay? Okay. There. We don't speak <laughs> Chinese here, so... It's uh, Greek. <laughs> <laughs> or Latin, I'm sorry. It's Latin. <laughs> they call me testicles. Well, the guy who actually discovered the yeast strain for loggers... Mm, yes, 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 yes. Was a, I think he was a Dutch dude. And it, don't... I don't know. I Go don't, read it's a book okay. about you don't need, We don't need to go in the history of... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, that was fun. <laughs> Don't make me get all mad. No, 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 no. I was just, I was that trying shit. to have you help. No, because it kills me because people will come into the to the brewery and they'll be like, yeah, like you know, like like I only like you know, I only like ales. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Like every fucking beer up there is pretty much an ale. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, it's, I think more, it's more funny when people refer to some, well, when there's, I think we've talked about this before, but when people use blanket statements to say that they don't like one type of thing yeah, and you're like, Oh, I don't like IPA. And you're mm-hmm. like, really? You've had every single IPA, you know that you don't like all of them. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's a little crazy. And I, I feel like, I had uh, somebody who was a, a friend of a friend was staying here. I didn't know the person. I, j- I had met him for the first time. They were here during Comic-Con week. And he had straight up said, I don't like IPAs. And I was like, that's a really weird thing to... <clears throat> it's a really weird thing to say because I was like, do you apply that that same feeling towards... Um, I don't know, like if you had a bad piece of pizza or like a bad burrito or you know whatever else you've d- like that's a blanket thing like you have one bad slice of pizza and you're like i hate all pizza mm-hmm. you know there's no other opportunity out there and he was like well i don't think it the same way he goes like even bad pizza is pretty good and i'm like it it's not uh, i don't i just don't think that that blanket statement really applies because you can try one you know ipa from one company and you can think it's absolutely horrific mm-hmm. and then you could go somewhere else and be like oh, this is really nice you know exactly or you're drinking even a, an ipa that's categorized with like or it has adjunct fruit flavors and all that stuff that's like sweeter sugary version of an ipa it's still if it's still brewed as like like an ipa you're gonna get a completely different experience so totally i don't know it's just weird to me when people and it seems like it happens in beer more than anything else well i was just about to say that when it comes to people's alcoholic beverages especially beer in particular and wine but even more so in beer because we deal with beer every fucking day um I've noticed people are so close-minded, like what you're saying. It's like, oh, I don't like IPAs. And it's like, I could give you, 
you know, an IPL, which is a uh, IPA lager hybrid. Right. And it's like, it'd blow your mind. Or like, you know, you give somebody like go to like a session IPA. That shit's incredibly crisp and right, citrusy right, right. and refreshing. It has like no malt flavor to it. It's just all bitterness. I and it's had like go to in a long time. Have you tried it recently? It's been, oh man, since last year. The first time we ever tried that back in my old days at Stone when they were like premiering that beer, it tasted like the light version of Enjoy By. It was incredible. Like it tasted amazing. Oh yeah. And it seems like the beer doesn't have that same like power to it. I remember the last one I had, it was probably my favorite beer from Stone, honestly. Just the most drinkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Stone IPA has just become undrinkable at times for me really oh, I, I could see that if you've had it that it's just like there was one time we were going to san francisco and we got a pitcher of beer at a place that no longer exists here in san diego and it was a pitcher of stone ipa and ryan couldn't finish it and so i had to help him finish it okay and that next day i had a flight to san francisco at like six in the morning it was the worst flight of my <laughs> oh life my God. it was terrible off of stone IPA, so it's like it's really hard for me to drink that beer anymore. <laughs> I can see that. Like if you get like f- food poisoning or something, it's really hard to go back to the. It was like three fourths of a damn pitcher. It was ridiculous. Like really, man. <laughs> mm, no, I can see that. It's when you have a bad experience with something, I get that it kind of like it makes you a little bit jaded. Yeah. To that thing, uh, yeah, I had food poisoning from like it's been about ten years. But I had food poisoning from uh, Carl's Jr. Oh, I've, n- I mean, I don't normally, I didn't normally eat fast food anyways. And then this was like a spur of the moment. I'm in a hurry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I got the worst, some of the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my life. And I have not been to that place. I mean, any branch, like any any place close to that, I've not gone. in yeah, it's probably been about a decade. Dude, that's how I feel about <clears throat> rallies. I haven't been there in like two decades rallies mm. <laughs> i've seen one of those places but i've never been in the door so they used yeah. to have the best fries they were like better back- than mcdonald's well they were different like okay. like so back to the whole loggers and pil- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> actually they're seasoned fries you know not- <laughs> okay do, there's some people that I, i'm not a are you do you like in and out I used to when I was a kid. Now, as an adult, not so much. I'm not a big In-N-Out fan. I never have been. I mean, I'll eat there periodically if mm-hmm. like we're on the road or something like that. But people used to rave about their fries, and I think their fries are fucking weak. <laughs> I never liked them. I never. It was just something for me. I never. I never cared for them. I've had their <clears throat> fries really, really good. They have to be cooked like almost. They always seem soggy overdone. to me. Like yeah, they're not. They're never done long like, enough. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what kills me about their fries i used to work at in and out actually oh you worked there i did oh, when crazy. i was like in high school okay yeah, yeah. Um, that seems like a hell one of a of job the cleanest places ever that's great yeah. i mean they always seem um i guess efficient is... incredibly efficient and yeah. they're all about consistency right and I, so i can see that i could totally see that it happening like every time i've ever gone in it's like the system there is just like yeah it's a they're system keep, they're going no they're going going mm-hmm. going yeah it just seems like kind of a pain in the ass because they're just cranking food out so quick and it just seems like there's like, my thing is the flavoring it doesn't like ugh, it's just a burger yeah there's nothing to me it was never special yeah. and i don't know i mean sometimes just going for that like just plain ass American burger is fine, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. It just it never it never blew my mind. Like I, I don't know. I never understood why so many people were just like obsessing over it. And I've even heard people at bars say, 
oh, you're visiting and you're not from California, you have to go try In-N-Out Burger. And I'm like, really? That's the thing they need to do? No. I don't know. It just never, it never made a lot of sense to me. I mean, I, it's, okay, let's put it this way. It's the only, like, fast food I'll eat. Like, chain fast food. Mm -hmm. If we were going to go to a a hamburger place, a chain fast food restaurant to get a hamburger, it would be In-N-Out. Okay. Makes sense. I wouldn't go to like Carl's Jr. Burger King or none of those places. Have you had Shake Shack? Shake Shack? I had them when I was in New York. And so and over there, it was like the In N Out. They're In N Out. They're right, right, right. So right. people rave about that. Sure, shit. yeah. They and open the that one. Fries. Yeah, they're in UTC. They're bang. They have one over in Mission Valley now, too. Do they? They yeah. have two out here? Mm-hmm. How dare they? Yeah, I know. Well, we went, so we tried <laughs> one. We heard so many. <laughs> we heard so many good things about them, and we tried it for the first time in Vegas, and I thought it was just... Well, see, you can't listen to people. Uh, I know, I know. I, I try not to, but they keep talking to me. I See, <laughs> this is how I find out how you can like learn about someone is when you ask them what kind of beer they like, especially for people like us in the beer community. Sure, sure, yeah. It's like, I can't trust anything you say if like, your favorite beer is Coors Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I no, no, I can't. I mean, it is hard, like especially if you ask for like a food recommendation, yeah. and they tell you to go to some place, yeah. and you go there, and, and you think it's like, fucking garbage. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, and then you go and you try it, and you're <laughs> like, like, wow, like, they have horrible taste. Yeah, I, th- I have a friend of mine um, actually listens to this show. He was at uh, he was at Bevmo. I don't know, a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. I don't know. And he was like, hey, just trying to like, I'm at BevMo looking around. What do you like? What would you recommend? Or what have you like? What are you drinking right now? And I was like, well, I don't. It's such a it's a broad question, right? Because it, there's so many different types of beer for mm-hmm. one thing. And two, BevMo is not always the it can be a good spot. It can be a bad spot depending on what BevMo you're exactly. in. Yeah, it depends on who's buying beer and what, sure. what's going on there. Um, and then on top of that. It's also like, what, yeah, what are you into? You know, like, what do you want to drink? I was like, well, if you want to drink some hoppy shit, like El Segundo or Kern River, like, I was like, those are really great. Like, they make great hoppy beer. But I'm like, what else? I was like, I've been drinking a lot of German lagers, too. So what else? You know, I was like, it really just depends on the type of beer that you're into. And then, you know, but he was in the middle of shopping. And then all of a sudden, he took a picture of, like, Figaro Mountain, like, hoppy poppy. And I was like, meh. (laughs) I was like, that's not, that's not the, I mean, that beer used to be good. Figaro Mountain was they're based not it's they're not based in Santa Barbara but they're like that's a pretty local thing. I can't remember where their where their actual home base is, but it's somewhere near somewhere near there. I don't remember exactly where they where they're like established, but they're like pretty in Santa Barbara they're considered a local. Okay. Uh, like hyper local like really close by. I just don't remember where they're actually I've based. I've only ever had their that <clears throat> Danish red or whatever. And that's it's not a that beer tastes like garbage now. Uh when they first started out though, they were pretty damn good hoppy poppy the danish uh they had a brown that was really tasty they had a really good lineup and then they've gotten a lot bigger i don't know if they've had like change outs and brewers or things like that but the beer just does not taste the same mm. at all they used to have a really killer double ipa called lizard's mouth too and that one was just delicious but yeah they just beers don't taste the same so i don't know it kind of happens i've even heard that um like i really like el segundo uh ipas but I've heard that there, in which I have some of that today, which actually I had one last night. It's delicious. Nice. It was it was bottled on the 19th. So nice. uh, I'm it was tasting really good. But I've heard some people say that El Segundo, they were starting to grow and expand a little bit. And I've already heard that the beer quality is changing a little bit. And I think that's one of the biggest problems we run into beer industry wise is that the small, crafty, really, really crafty breweries have such a like a quality control 
like not an issue, but they just, they can just control the quality and really control the type of ingredients that they're using. Where when they start to get bi- bigger and they start to expand, they have to produce beer at a much faster pace, and they're producing it on a much larger level, which means that they're sort of like tinkering with recipes and trying to figure things out. And then sooner or later, all of a sudden, the beer that's leaving the door isn't you know going out the door isn't the same that they used to have. Well, like, yeah. do you remember three ninety four when it first came out? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Dude, that beer was phenomenal. One of the best pale ales, like up there with Sierra Nevada pale ale. Um, it was my, so in my book. It was so hoppy though. I almost felt like that was very fine line between being an well, IPA. Now it's and... incredibly syrupy and sugary. Really? So I had oh. one the other day, and it was mad under attenuated. I thought about ordering one earlier. Drinkable. It was. Mm. It hurt my feelings because it's like that's too bad. Like one of the last like real big breweries in right. San Diego Ale Smith and to see like such a staple beer for San Diego just Yeah, Ale Smith is I mean, <laughs> I would say like in my experience with them they produced a lot of really quality beers over the years. Oh so my God, yes. I mean so many good beers that I've tried and, and you know taken home, especially when I first started getting into craft beer when I was working in Santa Barbara. Uh I was tr- taking home Alesmith beers, and I was just like, "These are really fucking cool, and they're awesome." And drink- you know, drinking a lot of the like seven fifty milliliters and mm-hmm. stuff, which they don't really—they're not really producing much of those anymore. But yeah, Alesmith has been like such a solid beer company for so long. It's kind of sad to see them kind of start to dip in quality. It's just—I it, feel like there's a sign cool. that. And so back to what you were saying about you know small breweries and ramping up production and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like that beer, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's just so unfortunate of what it's become. Yeah. I think that it it is just, it comes down to like the supply and demand thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And where not every brewery has the ability to do again, well, I'll, you know, it's not the first time they've come up, but, uh, not everybody has the ability to do what, uh, Russian river has done where Russian rivers. Like we have this much beer and that's all we have. Mm -hmm. So you send it to the places that we approve and when we are out, we're out, and we'll give you more when we have more. And there is no, like, oh, we're going to make sure we have, you know, 20 new tanks and do all this and change the recipes and make sure. They just keep making the same quality beer. And that's why part of them, you know, beyond, like, the hype behind, behind like, something like Planet of the Elder, there's a reason why they're still so well, popular. Well, that's why they still have the hype behind Sure, it. because the quality never dipped yeah. and it never changed. Where I feel like people, over time, they go, like... Oh, I used to drink this beer all the time, and then I tried it one day, and it tasted terrible. And you're like, yeah, it, so many of it's those. it's like the restaurant industry a little bit. Like you it go is. to this restaurant, you love it, you go there all the time, then all of a sudden the chef's changed or something, and you go in there, the food's more expensive, and it doesn't taste as good. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I guess I'm not coming back here anymore. You know, there's no reason for it. I don't know. It's just interesting. The beer the beer industry as a whole is changing so much, and I don't know. I feel like I feel so jaded most of the time with the the beer stuff. I feel like we're I feel like craft beer and not and not not everybody because there's always exceptions, but I feel like craft beer is going to a place where we're turning they're they're tr- struggling so hard to make to make everybody they're trying to make themselves relevant all mm-hmm. the time that they're just l- w- looking for the next gimmick. And so we're running into it's like true. gimmicks all the time. That. Like yeah. the whole thing with like the glitter beer and like just dumb things like that. Like, I feel like I was talking to my, uh, my boss the other day about this. Like we were talking about how craft beer is supposed to be, there should be a fun element to it, right? Like you should oh, yeah. be, you should be able to have fun it's and like not a nine to five office. N- no, no, no. And I mean, you should be able to go into that. This industry should be fun. It's because it's beer, right? At the end of the day, it's beer. You're supposed to have a good time and drink it sociable. It's a, it's a, it's a great product, but 
we get to a point where we're going like, oh, here's our like, here's our new gimmick. Here's our color changing beer. Here's mm. our this, and it's just like I feel like we're gone. We've gone off the rails a little bit to what made craft beer so special. We're now waiting for the next like thing to attract somebody to come and drink it. And you're like, do we need that? Like, do we have to? Are we fighting that hard to make sure that like we have to tell somebody that there's glitter in this beer now so you can come and drink it? Like you couldn't, people can't just walk in the door and enjoy a beer. There's got to be something behind it now. Well, and that, that too, it's like, uh, it's so frustrating because it comes from so many sides. It's like, you've got the consumers who, who are demanding certain things, but then it's like, you have to tell them what to drink too. It's right. like, educate your people. Yeah. And then you've got these breweries who are just trying to make a dollar or stay relevant. So they'll do whatever the fuck it takes. Sure. It's like, stop selling your souls. Just make good beer. Yeah. Fuck. I feel like that's too many, too many brewers out there are going like, Oh, I did this, but I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, then don't fucking do exactly. it. Yeah. Like I hate that shit where they're, <laughs> they keep going. Yeah. But we wanted to sell the beer. And I'm like, yeah, but is this, is this what we need to do to make sure we can t- stay in business? Fuck it up for yeah. this industry in the long run by pulling stunts like i this. feel like it just sets a bad example because yeah. as soon as you do it then it makes it okay for exactly. everyone to do it it makes it makes it seem like that's what's necessary to continue to do business mm-hmm. and i don't think that that is a that's the thing well, you know like, and then too with like so people everywhere are just trying to make money off of this industry right now it's ridiculous um some of the manufacturers who produce like you know brewing equipment like right. there's this one i saw i think it's i think it was a one barrel or a three barrel i can't remember or maybe they have both but it was a dme um just like, like home brewing stuff yeah like okay. a dry sure, malt sure, sure. extract like professional like that you would put in like a space like South Park Brewing. Oh, like, okay, okay. Like so, that. oh, it's not like a home brewing, like equi- a pub system. Oh, got it, but got it, got it's got for it, got like it. malt extract. Brewing, oh, okay, okay. But like on a professional level. But what, like the size of one barrel? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, okay. So that pissed me off because it's like now we're gonna have this influx of uneducated and not ready people to come in this industry and make dry malt extract beer. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that if you're a home brewer at home. Sure learning the ropes i think that there's something to be said about that in in san diego though we, we have 150 over 150 different breweries and a lot of them are just home brewers who decided that it would be a good idea to open the doors to a business mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily there's no proven there's no um there's nothing proven here right like they they just go hey i've been home brewing for six months I think I make their good friends like their beer. I think I make good beer. Yeah. My friends like my beer. My wife likes my beer. I think I might open up a place. A little extra cash. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden that's why we have all these like small locals who have no footprint at all and they make no name for themselves because they're really just making average shit that is like couple people from the neighborhood are walking in the door and drinking there but they're not really they're not really benefiting they're not they're not necessarily uh, having an a negative impact but they're not really they're not making the beer industry like prosperous in any way mm-hmm. either so it's kind of like they're just sitting there as a stagnant i don't know entity that exists in this world no, totally. i don't know i don't know and, if, and then when everybody looks at uh, how many breweries are in san diego and how many of them want to grow and you're like guys at, at 150 there's not a lot of space you know yeah. i mean i think we and we we experience it all the time with just how many accounts are out there i mean i feel like it's gonna like sort of preaching to the choir and we've we've talked about that before uh on the show actually but it's just yeah it's a tough it's a tough situation especially in san diego i hear a lot of uh positive stuff about 
place is not here you know i hear about like oh dude there's such a great like beer industry out in this place or this place or this place and i'm like yeah, i'd like it'd be great yeah there, you'd want to come right back here oh sure no i mean i know it would not be <laughs> i mean it, this is like the best place for beer but at the same time a friend of mine was just talking to me he was uh he he was like hey one of my buddies is going to visit this this weekend mm-hmm. and he he wants my other friend wants him to pick up some beers and bring them back home to santa cruz Okay. And he and he was like uh, saying like yeah, make sure he grips get some good shit for me to like you know take home. And I'm like, dude, there's so many bad beers out here now. Like, I mean, there's such a large amount, you know. And sometimes the beers that I think more highly of, I mean, even lately, are not even from San Diego. So it's kind of like it's a little frustrating to me. I was like, Pete's Port's still great, but you know, even they make you know. I don't know, like gimmicky beers sometimes. Uh, but I mean, there's, there's still some really great breweries out there, but also ones that also produce package so you can take it home. That's For another, sure. that's another thing. That's a little bit of, I don't know. My, my faith in like the brewing world is a little like, eh, it's a little shaken. You know, I just feel like there's a, I don't have the same faith or like uh, hope in the, in the businesses I used to. I mean, I definitely feel like I'm a little, a uh, little beat down from all the, I mean, I I know what you're saying. I still do because I I just believe in beer and I just wanted to write itself. Is I the feel thing. like right now we're going through that weird, like it's like one of those, those parabola kind of things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, we're just yeah. Well, I mean, like we're the, in a weird place right now. A lot yeah. of places are closing. A lot of people are doing dumb shit. <laughs> it's like those who are in this to win it, they're gonna hold on. Sure. Whatever it takes. I just see so many places struggling to like keep it yeah. going, you know. And I'm just going like, man, this makes me just go. I, how how come? I mean, and I look at I look more to the average customer, not the beer person, mm-hmm. because the beer person already knows. I mean, for the most part, you know. But it, I, the person who is not well acquainted with the beer world i need them to go out there and drink just a fucking beer and not worry about what kind of thing is happening with it you know what i mean like what kind of fruit is in this or what kind of you know it's like just just drink the beer and enjoy the beer Mm -hmm. for what it is not what you think it should be or like what kind of like extra flavors like how come this isn't you know milkshake ipas and things like that i'm Mm -hmm. like can we can we just make IPAs? Is that okay? Like, exactly. are we allowed to do this? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's funky. Um, It'll be fine. We'll all be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just right now we're in that weird phase where it's like you got all these corporate people coming in trying to fucking make a dollar. And yeah. It's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, I just want to, <laughs> I really do want to see the intro. Like, stop. If you don't care about beer, please leave this industry. Absolutely. I think that's my main thing is I just want to see the industry kind of write itself and just what, yeah. like just get us away from, I want to get away from the gimmick thing and be able to say, Hey, we make great beer and that's all that should matter. You know what I mean? Not about like what your logo looks like and all that stuff. I mean, marketing is important. I totally get that. But I mean, I want to be able to say like, be able to walk away from it and going, Hey, I don't like that beer was fantastic, you know, exactly. and not worrying about anything else about it. Just being able to walk out the door and be like, that's some of the best beer I've ever had in my life. And you know? it's like a lot of breweries. It's like, step it up, man. Like right. educate your, your clientele, educate your staff, uh, like, educate your brewers. To, I think that's educate a big, them too. It's right. like, you know, you go into places, you still see people tapping beers, you know, putting the glass directly when it's filling up, it's going in the beers going into the faucet. It's like, come on. Oh, dipping the faucet come into on. the into the glass, like into yeah. the beer. I see that constantly, and I was like, this Stop. is a, this is something that they train. Like, if you it's just basic bar, it, even knowledge. if you do, oh, not even that, but even if you do, um, 
the uh, I guess I, I get that not everybody does it, but like even if you do the certified beer server thing for Cicerone, that's the very first level, which is just multiple choice stuff. That's part of the things that they train you on. Like exactly, and I feel like so when I worked at the first brewery I worked at, I was a bartender, beer tender, and because um, those are two different things. Bartender okay? and beer tender. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> I don't make cocktails worth the shit. <laughs> but I, I do. I make. I make cocktails at home, just not. not I mean, not, I make them, not but professionally. Yeah. Like incredibly, it's more alcohol. Oh, I'm. Than I'm no. I'm no mixologist. <laughs> no, not in any capacity. Um, but it was, you know, part of our job requirement. This was like five years ago to have your certified beer server. Right. Yeah. Um, Even. Um, whatever slater's 50 50 used to make all their waiters and waitresses have them and i feel like for certain levels of your staff like it should even go further than sure because or i mean it doesn't necessarily have to get the qualifications but have continuing education on styles and because it's like i'll hear people like i heard this person the other day talking about how they could smell the astringency what (laughs) that's a mouth sensation you know what i noticed so mad right no i think it's i think it's so funny that uh one thing i don't think i notice that well is i mean this is this is for me i don't think i notice diacetyl that well i don't think i notice it like pop up like yeah so for me diacetyl sorry (laughs) my bad i was a chemistry major a lot of people say that you know what's funny a lot of most people say diacetyl (laughs) actually i would say majority people say diacetyl yeah Yeah. and in the beer industry it's Everybody says diastole hmm. in like chem stuff is diacetyl. All right, whatever. I'm going. Th- I'm going that for now. On. Uh, if you I, want to sound fancy, say I'm very diacetyl. Uh, yeah, no, um, uh, I just don't think I'm that um, sensitive that to it. Privy to it. Yeah, or no, I mean, like I know what the ge- like the general f- like I know how it's what I'm like what I'm looking for flavor wise. I just don't think it stands out to me. Most of the time for me, I pick up diacetyl, not so much in like that butterscotch or popcorn. Mm -hmm. They say like movie popcorn. Yeah. um, Aroma and flavor. It's more the the mouth sensation it gives. Like it just makes my mouth just slick and nasty. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm getting a flavor out of a beer Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's on purpose we should do you know, an off flavor, no, off flavor class i've done that before actually i used to i've done some off flavor stuff with um stone and actually did an off flavor with the home brewer oh, cool. um with, with george uh, i don't know who did it who ran the thing but we did some like an off flavor flight okay yeah so it was actually i mean i've tried to like keep you know i've tried to keep that in in my mind i just don't know how i don't know if my palate is really sensitive to stuff like that what's hilarious you know, is it's it's out there so frequently you mm-hmm. may have just become a well no i mean it. it's for me because i know the sorry i mean i know that like sorry i'm gonna go sometimes diacetyl uh <laughs> is actually like it's supposed to be part of the like it's not it's not always a negative it's supposed in to be certain beers yeah. but it should never be offensive it sure. should always be in very very low parts per millimeter or whatever right uh parts per million thank you <laughs> millimeters are fun too okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's when the, I said it, I was like, that is a sound <laughs> Parts per square inch. See, uh, just like that person that was like, oh, yeah, I can really smell the astringency. Yeah. You just go with it. Yeah. Just, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny, but yeah, that's a. I I think that I've tried to I try to keep like that in mind. But I mainly when I drink a beer, I realize that I either 
like it or don't like it for different reasons. Um, but then I, I, I have a, sometimes I have trouble pinpointing what I hate about it. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll drink it and be like, this doesn't taste right. But then I'm, I, I can't always figure out what the hell it is, you know? And see, <clears throat> th- I think that's one issue with our population is the, or especially for people who are getting into craft beer and trying to learn about it. Like it takes many, many introductions. Sure. And, um, a lot of the times when you're drinking a beer and you're like, oh, this is funky, this is weird. And then three years later, you'll come back to it and it's the most amazing thing ever. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even myself, which I like, I get, like, even me who has an education, like, I have a background in beer and I don't. You edumacate? I myself. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, that's, I mean, even somebody who has, like, a general education for being, like, not brewing, but just just a general education in, in beer and understanding like the fundamentals of beer. Uh, I, even for me, it's, it's challenging, you know, even like as just like refining a palate. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine somebody walking in the door who has Dude, no knowledge yes. at all. Yeah. It just no. not, like, not having I've, a fucking clue. I've been judging for almost six years. And every time I go in, every time I get nervous, I always have to take a shit before. It's <laughs> so like when I used to perform and I have to take a shit before I went on stage. Like every time I go to judge, because it's, it's like, especially home brewing competitions, you don't want to ever offend anyone. Or sure. Like, yeah. Especially shit in your pants. From, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I took a shit before I judged your beer. <laughs> no, but um, that's where that aroma's come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you're like, I did shit before this uh, podcast. So. Well, I mean, it's just you. No, it's just me. Um, that's fine. But just shit in the office. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just, you put your litter box in. <laughs> litter box for guests. <laughs> just in case I get too lazy to get to the bathroom. Yeah. Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my God. But, um, no, like, I uh, I don't ever, when I'm judging, like, I, t- I take it very, very seriously. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, especially when I'm trying to introduce people, like, I got my grandma into craft beer. Okay. So, for my whole life, she always drunk that sounds cool. Budweiser. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, if you drink Budweiser for, you know, for 50 years, sure. you don't ever want to drink it again. Oh, yeah. And... Um, so she stopped drinking for a while and she got into like vodka and other shit and then she started going crazy. So we had to like, okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> so I got her into racer five. Okay. She digs that shit. Yeah. That's and interesting. So, yeah. Um, but it's like before that I introduced her, you know, to Sierra Nevada, torpedoes, um, pale ale to some Strauss stuff, to other okay. brands. Yeah. And then finally she landed on racer five. And so I don't know. Just be kind to people out there, I guess. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. Me either, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break because I need another beer, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some uh, films and shit like that, and and music. Yeah. Film and music. I stare at the stars and the sky up above and think, what am I made of? Am I full of sorrow? Am I hurt and pain? 